0: Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It gives us such joy to be able to come to you and to share with you in this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We trust that you have had a week of victory in spite of the epidemic that we are going through. We trust that you have had a week of victory God has a way of bringing peace in the midst of confusion, and we love him for what he's doing. Today, we want to talk about paradigm shift, and if there ever was a time that we need to change our view and our perspective, now is that time. Let us pray. Father, it's in the glorious name of Jesus we come, giving you all praise, honor, and glory. We submit to you, Lord because you know the way we take, and when you have tried us, we shall come forth as pure gold. We ask you to look upon those that are listening, that may have problems and difficulties that they can't solve. I know that you are a prayer asking God, bring peace in confusion, healing in sickness, riches in poverty, peace in confusion, in the glorious name of Jesus. Let those listening, let them receive from you today. We charge the atmosphere with your presence. We cast down demonic forces. The angels of God encamp us and we give you glory in Jesus name, amen. All right, what a great and marvelous God we serve we're going to get into the word of God, the paradigm shift. Our text is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 43. We're looking at verses 18 through 21, King James text. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Amen. Bless God. We are chosen to show forth his praise. I believe it was Peter that says you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation chosen that you may show forth the praise of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And may I say this, one of your first assignment. Chief assignment is to give praise to the God of our salvation who have done great and marvelous things for us. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Then when I start thinking about paradigm, I want you to be able to get a clear view of what we, what we mean when we say a paradigm. A paradigm is a conscious or unconscious structure of thought, belief, and action. A typical example of something. An example that serves as a pattern or model for something, especially one that forms the basis of a theory. Uh, so we want to be able to uh, have that paradigm shift, amen, so that we can meet up with God. And then we have the term encounter. And encounter is a verb to engage in conflict with, to come upon face to face, to come upon or meet with especially unexpectedly to encounter a new situation, to meet with or contend against difficulty, a meeting, especially one that is unplain or unexpected or brief. A paradigm shift is a change within this structure that results in ability to perceive and consider things differently. And thus to respond in a radically new or different manner, a change of molds or a perspective. It is no accident that our theme for this year is Look Again. God knows His business. How many of you have had to look again? We have had to look at life. Our Christian walk, our world, and what we've received as normal. 2020 have caused all of us to have a paradigm shift. The only one who is consistent is God himself. The text warned the people to remember ye not the former things neither consider the things of old. Remember ye not the former thing. Remember ye not the former thing. The reason for this warning is because it is impossible to have a paradigm shift when your mind is cemented to the past. The Lord could not fully deliver Israel because they were not able to shift They're thinking she was out of Egypt, but she was still thinking like an Egyptian in the same way some of us are. We can't let go of who we used to be and believe that God has made us new creation or a new creature in Christ Jesus. Every failure is a reminder that nothing has changed. But we need to grab a hold of the finished work of Calvary and walk in our newness. Amen. So when the devil come and, and you might make a mistake, that's why the Bible says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. But Satan wanted to take you all the way back down to what you used to do. But the thing is, when something comes, amen, make sure you divorce yourself from that, amen, and get in right standing with God uh, the way you are thinking right now. That is the usher to your future. In other words, it will carry you in the direction that you will end up. It is the usher to your future. It was Solomon that said in Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he, to thee, but his heart is not with thee. One of the main problems that we have is thinking. Do you know that you have power over your thinking? Amen. You have power over your thinking. We don't like to think about what we think about. We would rather worry than correct our thinking. Uh, And that's why we go through all of this woreration that we go through, because we would rather worry than to correct our thinking. But remember, if you can't get your thinking right, you are going to be ushered into confusion. So you got to get your thinking right. That rare time when we do think, it is the same old stuff. Have you ever wondered why is it that you keep on thinking the same thoughts over and over again? our text say, remember not the former day. We got to let that go. This is a new day. It is not that we don't want the change, but a new change called for new thinking and few want to acknowledge or work on their thinking. The problem is not God, but it's our stinking thinking. Note what the Lord said in Jeremiah 29 and 11. This is what he says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray to me and I will hearken to you Ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all the nation and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again unto this place which I cause you to carry away captive. I was praying on the other night and I found myself praying, Lord, don't let me be a prisoner of wrong thinking. Don't let me be a prisoner of wrong thinking. And when you've been in church, as long as I've been in church, sometimes you can become affected by past thoughts that have been placed in your mind. You see, when I first came to church, people didn't wear jewelry. It was customary for everybody to wear long dresses. We put emphasis, that dress had to be below your knees, halfway of your calf. Of course, the world was dressing a lot better than they do now, too but that's the way it was when we first came into the church and you couldn't wear any jewelry and the guys had to wear black suits. Don't you judge me now. <laughs> Amen. That's the way it was when we came into church. But as I read and studied in the word of God, God have allowed me to evolve from that kind of thinking and start putting priorities in the right place. So it's not what you just look like. It's that inner mane of the heart that God is dealing with. And it's not that a lot of this stuff would send you to hell. I think some of it was good. It at least it gave us some discipline. It's not that it was send you to hell. But you can experience hell while you're living and miss out on all that God have for you. The truth is, brothers and sisters, we will have a paradigm shift. We won't have a paradigm shift until we run into something. When we run into something, that's when we are going to have this paradigm shift. Know throughout the Bible the various ones that ran into God and caused them to have a paradigm shift. The greatest calling you'll have on your life will take place after you have encountered an encounter with God. Moses ran into God on the backside of the mountain, amen, looking at a burning bush. In the book of Exodus chapter number three, amen, and verse three through six, it said, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sign why the bush is not burnt when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God calling to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. He said, draw nigh hither, put off the shoes off your feet for the place whereon thou standeth Is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, but he was afraid to look upon God. And then we see another person that had a paradigm shift, and that was the prodigal son. He ran into God or into himself at the pig pen. In the book of Luke, we know the story how this young man, he was at home with his father and his other brother, and he decided that he could do more with what he had than his father could. So he just went to his father and said, Father, give me everything that I'm supposed to have. And he took this and went into a far country And the first thing he did was begin to consume it upon his own lust. And when his money ran out, he ran unto himself and he had a paradigm shift. Doing this paradigm shift, he said to himself when he was getting ready to eat the slops, so to speak, he said, how many servants to my father have hired servants that have food to eat? He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He had a paradigm shift. I'm going back home. But when I go back, I will be happy just to be a servant of the Lord. I don't have to be in the palace. I would be content just to be a servant. But now he has a paradigm shift. He has felt some pain. Most of the time, the shift is not going to come until you experience some kind of pain. It's difficult sometimes to break away from the past. But you got to see that it is worth the shift. It is worth changing. And then you are able to come to grips with that paradigm shift that you need. Another person that we consider is Balaam. We know the story of Balaam and he was a prophet. And Balaam, after he had uh, been praying, God told Balaam, said, Balaam, the next time they come to you, go with them. And amen. And whatever I tell you say, I want you to say that. Amen. And Balaam got up and went. And i tell you what. And while he was going, God was mad with him. (laughs) Why? Because Balaam could not put his mind that when God says something, he means what he says. And then he met God on the road. He didn't even see God. The mule or the ass that he was riding on saw the angel standing in the way. But Balaam didn't see him, and Balaam said, oh, that I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you. But he looked, and then he saw the angel standing in the way with a drawn sword in his hand, about to cut him off. And Balaam had a paradigm shift. We sometimes run into God and call him the devil. running to God and calling the devil. I'm not sure that some of y'all out there is not calling God the devil, amen? Because when God wants to turn you around, he can put some stuff in your way that'll turn you around and make you turn towards him. Another one was Jonah. God had called Jonah to go down to Nineveh and preach the word of God to those that are in Nineveh. And he, amen, said, well, God, if I go down there and preach, he gonna turn around and save those people, amen, so I'm not gonna go. And so he got on the ship and began to go in another direction. Amen, but let me tell you something, you can't hide nowhere where God can't find you. God found him in the bottom of the ship. He caused the sea to become trouble and roar a man, and they woke Jonah up in the ship. And Jonah went to Nineveh. He had to go then because God gave him transportation, and that transportation was in a whale's belly. Let me tell you, sometime when God wanted to get you somewhere, you might have to go through a lot of changes. Don't keep on resisting him. Go along with God. It is better to ride in the ship than it is in the belly of the whale and the scripture said he was in the belly of hell. I can only imagine the condition that he was under in a man the whale's belly. But eventually he heard what God said and he went to Nineveh and he preached and souls were saved. And then there was the apostle Paul, the apostle Paul who was very zealous of God. He was very zealous of God but Paul did not realize that there was a paradigm shift. Paul was one of those that was tied up in the law. Cause you see, God shifted the paradigm from generation to generation and from one dispensation to the other. You see, you had innocence, conscience, human government, promise, law, grace, and kingdom. Now Paul is now now no longer under the law he is now under grace but he's trying to enforce the law under grace and while he was on his way he encountered God on the way and Paul I'm going to tell you you don't change except you feel some pain and Paul was on his way and he said suddenly Amen, I saw a light, and when I saw the light, the light was so bright until it blinded me. And I said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus Christ, whom you are, amen, persecuting. And he came to himself, and God calls Paul to have a paradigm shift. And then God gave him an assignment and that assignment was, I will show you what great thing you will suffer for my name's sake. And Paul in that paradigm shift became one of the greatest apostles of the New Testament. Oh, praise the Lord. God is just so wonderful. And then the next one that we have is Jacob Jacob his name alone mean heel grabber thief robber and Jacob encountered God he came and he was left alone with God and the bible said there he wrestled with an angel all night You see, some of us have been wrestling with angels. We just don't know it. But we've been wrestling with angels all the time. And the angel says, Jacob, let me go. But Jacob was sick and tired of who he was. When you become sick and tired of who you are, you're ready for a paradigm shift. He was tired of who he was. And the angel said, Jacob, let me go. Day is breaking. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And the angel hit him in the hip and dislocated the joint of his hip. But oh, no, no, no. That ain't going to be enough for me to turn you loose. I'm tired of the old Jacob I want a change in my life. I I need a paradigm shift. Don't you understand being who I am hurt me worse than the pain is in my hip. And brothers and sisters, when we get to the place, we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. We are ready for a paradigm change. And the angel looked at him and said, well, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, no longer shall your name be called Jacob because you have prevailed with God. Now your name shall be called Israel. You have power with God. And so he had changed from the old man and now he has become that new man in Christ Jesus. Amen. And now he is now put into a place where he will be the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. He had a paradigm shift. Amen. Oh, my God, my God, what a paradigm shift that was. And in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40, because sometimes during this shift, we're waiting on God. He said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run and not be worried. They shall walk and not think. Part of the waiting is taking time to think. Taking time to think. In the book of Psalms, chapter 139 and 14, it said, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul know well. But why you are imitating someone else who's being wonderful you. We see people that we like and we try to imitate people That's not real change. You got to be who you are. And only God can do that. People are very quick today to imitate people and they think that's a change. But when you want a paradigm change, I want to be originally me, but I want to be what God has called me to be. The number one enemy to our faith is memory. We cannot go forward because we are reminded of the last time we fail. But I want you to get in your mind just who you are and how precious you are to God. I want you to know that God loves you. When you're in the midst of this change, form new memories and memories and thoughts in your mind. You do that by reading the scriptures. New memories and thoughts in your mind. And sometimes when you're going through this, I heard someone say: if you were to go in an operation room in the midst of the operation, it looked like there's murder in the operation room. Change is messy. But when the doctors have finished and sold you back up, you come out there with a new perspective on life. So sometimes don't worry if your change seems messy. Because sometimes the change is messy. But the thing is, you got to know I'm shifting. And let me tell you about one of the greatest paradigms that have ever taken place in history. And that paradigm was Jesus Christ himself. The Bible said in the book of Corinthians, I believe it is, he that knew no sin became sin. What a paradigm shift. He that knew no sin became sin that we could become the righteousness of God. He didn't die for you to stay like you are. He died so that you could change and come to your full potential. Tell that demon, get off my back. He loved me enough to die for me. He thought I was worth dying for and he died that I could change. I refuse to stay the way I am. Hallelujah. If you can seek God, he will change your life. He thought you was worth dying for. And when I think about what he went through, amen, as he was going through this uh, this paradigm, the Bible says he that knew no sin became sin. Do you know what a change that had to be? He wasn't changing up, he was changing down. Why? Because he wanted to be identified with you and me. He thought that we were worth dying for. And then life, not just living, life became subject to death. What a paradigm shift that was. And the Bible says that when he was going through the encounter, his vessels ruptured in his body and out of his paws instead of water, he sweat like drops of blood ran down. What, what strain he must have been under for these kind of condition. But he thought I was not die- worth dying for. He thought I was worth dying for. He thought you was worth dying for. So don't you take what that devil tells you say, you can't change. Yes, you can. You can change. You were made for God's glory. You were made to be a worshiper and a praiser of God. Make up your mind. I will not leave this earth until I have Become what you called me to be. I am called to be a praiser. I am called to be a wonder. I am called to be a light. I am called to be a child of God. And I refuse to be anything less than what God has called me to be. Truth be told, it's not a whole lot you do other than opening up your heart and surrendering to Jesus Christ. If you are a saint, get your mind back in the game. Start thinking on the scriptures. Start meditating in His Word. Start bringing yourself to come. To praising rather than complaining. One thing praise does: praise open up the understanding. It open up the mind. It open up the uh, the the heart. It makes you see what you couldn't see while complaining. But when you praise Him, it opened the doors for you. I have found out that when I want to answer for something, get into a praise, don't get into a bagging mode, get into a praising mode and praise him and see if he won't give you the revelation that you need to be able to come through your situation. And while you're going through that paradigm shift, when you come out on the other side, start thinking, I'm not going through this just for myself. I'm going through this. Some of you are going through it for your family. You're going through it for your husband, your wife, or your children. But if I don't change, they will never change. I'm going through a paradigm shift. Christ went through for you. Can't you go through for somebody else? That their lives can be changed as well. Jesus Christ went through for you and for me. He went through great agony that we could have a right to the tree of life. And my friend today, all you have to do is open your heart up to him. Lord, I'm a sinner. I want you to come into my life and save me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He will come in. He will save you. Connect yourself with the people of God so that they can instruct you further In God, because you are important, you are somebody, you are designed for a specific purpose. If you will yield yourself to God, he will bring you to that purpose. Amen. Don't just hear the word and do nothing about it. Let this be the first day of the beginning of a paradigm shift in your life let God bless you, let God deliver you. Keep, amen, the grace flowing. Keep the grace flowing, amen. Let God bless you real good. And until next time, may God bless you, may heaven smile upon you, and may you have your paradigm shift in Jesus' name.